All right, guys, welcome to the Crush Core Real Estate Hour. I am your host, Dean Harris. We are live here on Summer Avenue, uh, 4435 Summer Avenue in Memphis, Tennessee. It's a beautiful day today. Glad you guys are tuning in either live or listening later on, on your own time. Um, today, we're going to talk about local banks, uh, what you should do uh, before you buy your first investment deal. So um, last week on the show, we... Uh, what was last week's topic? I do this every time. <laughs> what was last week's topic? I do this every time. Oh, lipstick on a pig. Lipstick, lipstick on a pig. pig. Rehabs. Rehabs. Yeah. So that, um, it's super informational. Great show from last week. We posted it on the Facebook page and on our YouTube channel, so you can go check those out. Begin today, local banks. I've got Dan Butler with me as always. Um, welcome, man. How are hey, you? man. Good morning. If you guys have any questions about uh, the show, uh, any topics you want us to discuss, please shoot me an email, dean at crestcore.com, dan at crestcore.com, and then you can go to the show's um, Facebook page. You can go to the, our brokerage website, which is www.crestcorerealty.com. Uh, all of our homes for sale are posted there, although the listings are at an all-time low. Uh, <laughs> things are just selling right away. So um, thank you again for tuning in today. Let's talk about local banks, what you should do before <clears throat> looking at your first investment deal. I know that this topic for you is a hot one. Mm -hmm. uh, it's your it's favorite one. Mm -hmm. um, I think you are one of the better versed people when dealing with banks. You're good with the numbers and deals and You've had so many of these over the years. Um, mine have been fairly simple. I don't have anything super complicated in my lending aspect yet, but this isn't necessarily about what kind of deals and strategic deals. It's some things you should cover on your own yep. um, from an investor standpoint before you start to invest. So when you when you think of, if you're the investor out there and and you're getting ready to buy your first investment deal, what is maybe the first thing or the first couple of things that you think of that you should do to kind of prepare yourself? Well, I mean, I think the, as we talked about before the show, like this is my favorite topic um, because it's so powerful. Yeah. And people, you know, we were talking about this before the show, like I've met with three different people that are either kind of getting started or thinking about starting and thinking about a local bank relationship is not even on the radar. <laughs> and so that, like that, this is like one of the most important shows we could ever do, I think. Yeah. Because, you know, most people in the, in their minds, like, you know, put their, their money at what regions, whatever West the local Fargo, bank is, first Tennessee bank, the, the big banks, the, yeah. the national Wells Fargo know, regions, first Tennessee around here. Yep. First Tennessee, uh, bank of America. Yeah. And so, you know, I think, one thing I just figured out early on is they don't like rental properties. Most don't. Most don't. I mean, I, I don't, you know, me, I don't like absolutes or blanket statements, but the, mo yeah. the majority, if they do, it's, you got to have a high net wealth. They're, it's going to be like, oh, well, he can hundred percent guarantee whether this it's, house. It's literally you know, type in your information and click enter. And if there's a big green light, you're good to go. And if there's yep. a red light, forget about it. That's funny. You said that the regions is just like that. They send it to Birmingham. Yep. You don't know who it is looking at your stuff. They just green light, red light, and that's it. There's no relationship. I say that there's limited very, relationship, very yeah. little. They, they don't not getting to know you and what you're doing and how you're yeah. doing it and all that stuff. But so I think before, I mean like right now, like even with the market so hot, mm -hmm. Everybody should step back and say, how can I prepare 
for when yeah. for when the market isn't so hot and I can grab up some deals. Yeah. So why not now start preparing those relationships? And that's what we're going to dive into. I don't think it's like, ever too early to you no. to start talking to banks and start developing relationships. No, I think that's, you know, so like I said, I met with three people this past week that they've all, they were all either regions or bank of America or Wells Fargo. Like it was the yeah. kind of the theme. And so, you know, when I told, when we talked through some of this that we're about to talk through, like their eyes were like, Oh my gosh, you know, like what in the world? So anyway, my first thing is make a list of your local banks. Yep. You know, talk, talk to some friends, find out who you can go to. And yeah. I, I, to me, it's, I would get a list of six, seven, eight of them. Mm-hmm. Um, cause not everyone's going to approve you They're no. you know, some aren't going to like you, uh, not yeah. you personally, but some aren't going to like your, your financial, um, report. Yep. Um, and then I'd say, I guess you need to start some meetings, right? You just yeah. start, start setting up some appointments and some times that you can go in and talk to them. So I think, you know, um, for us, like here, just go down Poplar Avenue and just <laughs> yeah, look right. left and right and look at all the banks and start writing it down yeah. and, and where the address is and all that kind of stuff. And then just make some calls on who the commercial, you want the commercial lender. Yes. You don't want the teller. You don't want uh, the branch manager. No. You want the commercial lender. That's who's your salesperson. That's who's hungry. That's who. That's who's going to work for you to try right. to get it done if, if right. they can. That's right. They're incentivized to make deals because that's how they get paid and that's how they get bonused. So yeah. they are looking for qualified individuals to to do that. So, like you said, step one: find those banks. You know, um, you know. But as you're doing that, start having your plan of what you're wanting to do. Okay. You know, don't go in there like you know. I, <laughs> I want to own some rentals. I'd love to own some rentals. I'd love my, I was at a barbecue last week and you know, let's just say that yeah. I was joking about the barbecue. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess cause of Memphis, but I was at a barbecue last week and a friend of mine had a couple rentals and I think I want to do it. Yeah, that you know, that, that, ain't, the plan. that ain't the plan. That's a fun topic to talk about. That's right. That's, you know, you've had one too many beers and yeah. think that now it's a good, you now can convince yourself change. it's a career change. Like <laughs> I'm going to quit my job. And <laughs> I mean, you've, you know, we've worked for several guys that, uh, and gals that, uh, they really think that they're going to buy 30 houses and quit, you know? Yeah. I mean now, yes, you can when they're free and clear, but that's a whole nother topic. But but basically we're saying go in there with like, all right, look, I'm 25 years old, 30 years old. And I want to spend the next 20 years developing our portfolio. And I want this type of property, Mm -hmm. these areas, Mm -hmm. price range, rent range. Here's my team, you know, start, yeah, go ahead. No, no. no go ahead. You keep talking. That's no, my team. Yeah, the ahead. team is the biggest. Mm-hmm. Going in, going into the bank for me and telling them that I'm a real estate agent. I I I work with a management company. You know, I mean, I'm not in management, but we have management here. This is what I do. Yeah, they love that. You need to be able to say, hey. I've got a property manager picked out. I've got some areas that I want to invest in. Um, I have an insurance agent that I've already talked to that's going to help me insure. Um, You're one of my banks that I'm going to go talk to. I mean, whatever else that you could have. I've I've talked to two contractors that I'm interviewing, and I'm going to see which one gives me the best, you know, uh, uh, rates and and, uh, processes and and aligns with me with the quality I'm looking for. Really just establishing yourself. Because then the banker's looking at you going, if you walk in like you said at first and like, 
well, man, this seems like a nice guy. I hope he, good luck to him. And I hope right. he's good, you know, and, and you'll be out the door. Right. If you start spewing out these things, I've developed a plan. I've mm -hmm. built my team and, and we've done shows on build our team, team before. Right. So if you go in there with that, the banker all of a sudden is, well, this guy's serious. Yeah. Maybe I should look at him a little closer because right. what they're thinking then is, well, he's going to go right down the street. Yep. So if he's a good if he's a good quality uh, borrower, then I need to follow up with this and stay on top of this. So that you you hit the nail on the head though, which was, you know, be able to explain where you want to go and and be as specific as you can uh, when you're building your team and you have a plan. You know, and I think, um, you know, while you're doing it, I think I would go ahead and have everything ready. Like we're going to just go ahead and tell you what a bank's going to ask for every time. Yeah, tell them <laughs> personal financial statement. Yep. Two years tax returns and pay stubs. Yep. So have those. Man, how about how to just a folder and have a copies of all of it and just hand it to them and just say or in one email here's five attachments with da 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 everything. Yeah. So I even have gotten. I learned from you. I've gotten to where I update mine quarterly now. I think yeah. you do it a little more often than that. But I no, no, I update mine quarterly. Yeah. So I, I think at the very beginning of each quarter. Jan one, mm -hmm. April one, I just did it. So I'm, I'm looking in there, adding houses that I've bought, yep. um, adding cash that I've saved. Mm -hmm. Um, if I've, you know, done anything else, I'm adding that on to there as well. And then just updating that it's live. I yep. mean, essentially it's 90 days, you know, within being live. No, I think that's great. I think so making your list, yep. Find, find your bankers to go talk to have your stuff, you know, your financials in a row to be able to hand it to them. Yep. And if, if anybody needs any help on this, we're happy to talk about financial statements. I've got, yeah. I've literally used the same one for almost 20 years now. Well, because it's the same info, It's the same right? info. Like, Nothing so, changes. And, the, and don't get intimidated. This is one thing, a, a kind of nugget. Like, here, fill out our financial statement and get it back to us. Let me just, just send, send you mine. mine. You know, don't, don't. don't they don't care. Because I, I got hung up on that when I first started. I was like, man. I got to fill out this one, which looks different than this one, which looks different. You know, then you realize they just want a financial state. They just want the assets and liabilities and the net. You hand that to them signed by you and your, your spouse, if you have a spouse and you're done. I've used uh, the same one too, just yeah. to a different bank. And of course they send you one in case you don't That's have right. it. And I just reply back with the one I have and they take it every time. The only thing that I've ever had to do on top of that is sign something that said, this is, you know, my, my info, my info. Yeah. yeah That's it. It's fine. To, come at, to match for that form that they wanted to have. But, sure, sure. Um, but we talked about the team, you know, and then I think we talked about the strategy, you know. Talk about your team real quick before we hit into strategy because yeah. we have some good notes here. We said assemble your team, but we didn't go through everybody. Yeah. Property managers one. Mm -hmm. Your banker, of course. You need to find a real estate agent. Yeah. Ding. <laughs> can, you do the, can you do the ding sign with a blank? Yeah. <laughs> Find a real estate agent, um, insurance provider, a CPA, and and your contractors. I mean, th yeah. those are all people on your team that you're going to want to tell your mm -hmm. banker that you've at least talked to or you're planning to use. Yep. Absolutely. What are some of the strategies now? Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that I got those up. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think one thing to think about is, uh, so I would make your list of questions, you know, that don't go in there for them to ask you a bunch of questions. Because they're not. They're not. I mean, they're going to ask you some, but like, Ask them, all right, how this bank get started? Who's on the board? Who? What are the strengths of the board? What What kind of loans are y'all top three favorite things that y'all like to do? Like, understand that landscape. When you leave that bank, you'll understand. You'll know for you'll have a great feeling of you know. Are you wasting your time? Is it because some banks will? You can get it done, right? 
But man, it's like pulling teeth and putting. Uh, you know, we're giving you the we're giving you the the cliff notes here. We're giving oh, you the answer. Sure. This is what that is. I, I love the one you you've said for years because we've done this show before. But the one you said was ask the bank what their ideal client looks like. Mm-hmm. What 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 you know, Mister Banker? Yeah. What is your ideal customer? Who do what do they look like? Um, what do they do? Yeah. What do they provide you yeah. when you go before? Because in most of these smaller banks, they receive a loan app from you yeah. and they, uh, okay, great. Uh, they'll, uh, approve it up to their, their, you know, preliminary approve it. Then they'll go to their board. They've got to present that to their board. What do they call that loan committee meeting loan committee, every week? Yeah. They'll present that to the board. And that gives that banker the opportunity to speak up for you and, you know, fight for your loan, right? Mm-hmm. They want mm-hmm. that loan. So to ask him what that looks like, you're getting the direct information from the board right to you on what you know what you should look like, what you should prepare. I think that's a valuable question. Yeah, I was going to show you this. I've shown you this before, but this is all the local banks that yeah. I work with. Yeah. So just for the audience, like, and I, and I own the sheet so as a reminder for me, it's like continue developing the relationship. Yeah. Do you have any available inventory? You need anything, help with anything? Uh, keep us at the top of the list if anything comes up. Uh, keep them bank informed of what we're working on. Yep. Hey, I just invested in blank, or I'm about to buy a blank. Oh, do you need funding for that? No, no, I'm good for that one. I'm, you know, but just keeping you up to date. Up what date. Is that what, something you'd want? So then you kind of flip it back. It's like make them want it. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. And then they because they get competitive. Banks like don't like for other banks to take their business. That's kind of what I meant earlier by like, if if you present yourself well, they're not going to want to let you go because you know, they know you're going down the street and then, um, ask them, how can you help them? I I guarantee you nobody asked that question. I ask it every time. Like what do you need any client, any certain client I can be referring to you, any kind of business you're wanting. Some are are good seeing it. I've had some say that, man, that we really need some accounts receivable clients like manufacturing plants or yeah. distribution or something like that. Or they need, you know, we really need some commercial apartments. We're, we're low in that segment because every bank's got their choice. And I, I really would love to see, I need to ask a bank. That's a great probably follow up. Like, let's see what a bank's typical percentage of uh, their loans are. You know, they can only do so much for rentals. That's right either from their feds or because of their own internal. Are you full? Yeah. Are you full? Yeah. You know, uh, one of our banks in Mississippi got full for a while, right? We were sending him stuff left and right. I think our he's buddy still Tully. full. Is he yeah. still full? Uh, he's, he's limited. So he's cracked it's be a it great up. Deal. So it's got to be either a long-term. He's only, so that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why it's so important to get started now because yeah. Tully, we've been, you know, banking with him. I mean, I think you introduced me to him 15 years ago. I've you were known, an agent for I've him. I've known Tully. 20 years? 20, yeah. yeah. Hurting you. Aging yeah. yourself. You're like, are you 50 yet? No, I'm no. just kidding. Gee. <laughs> we're, we're, 50. I'm closer to 50 than you. So I know that. <laughs> 50. Holy cow. But, you know, I think, so I did a deal with him just recently, but it was only because we've known him for, for 15 forever. years. And yeah. so when he had a little crack in his availability. Chink in the armor. Chink in the armor. He was, you know, allowed me to put a loan in there. But yeah. for, for a minute there, even myself, he was like, Hey, I'll do it, but it's gotta be 50, 50% loan to value. What? What? Yeah. what? That like, means you don't want to do it. You're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's like it's another language. Yeah. <laughs> nice talking to you, Tully. We'll see yeah, you in a couple we'll years. We'll see you in you know? a few years. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, but so anyway, I think leaving there, understanding who they are, yeah, what kind of clients they want, how you can help them. Yeah. But then the biggest one is like move your deposits. 
So I haven't done that yet. What? I ha- I haven't. Oh, I man. haven't moved. But I but I tell you what I have done. Mm-hmm. I have put a, every one of my payments on an automatic withdrawal. Okay. So there's no late payments. There's no or no. I mean, I don't have late payments anyway. Yeah, but there's no right forget it. There's no this. Yeah. It's on the tenth of the month. I give Crest Court enough time to deposit rent right. into my account, and then the two banks that I'm using, they mm-hmm. they hit it right on the tenth. So there's never. They love that, by the way. Oh. Like when I said, hey, I'm willing to do that. They're like, oh, this is great. This will look so good. Blah blah blah. And then the next step will be to, you know, put the deposits in there as well. You know, it's funny. As we're going through the show, it's like we keep coming up with little tidbits. Like that's not even, you know, that's not how to get in, but that's how to rise to the cream of the t- top. Like, yes, I mean, you've heard me tell, tell this story a billion times, but yeah. when the bank said we were one of their best customers, yeah. and we're like, I mean, we weren't that big, didn't have that much. I mean, it wasn't, you know. So what was that? What what did that? <laughs> we paid our notes <laughs> and we paid on time. Right. And I'm like, right. I'm like, are you serious when you say that? And they're like, yes, on investment properties. You guys are the best. Y'all are the best in the sense of y'all pay on time. Like when it's, if it's due on the first or if it's due on the fifth, you pay on the first, you pay on the fifth. You're not paying on that grace period. So if there's anything I can tell for the audience right now, don't use that grace period. Because once that 15th day hits, you're, you're on a red flag report. Yeah, they yeah. don't want, they don't, you, you don't want to show up on any of that report. No, you think that sales guy, the, the commercial lender is going to, fight for you because even if you pay he's got to come in there because look i do this with tenants that pay late every right. time i'm like yeah don't he pays late yeah I, yeah he pays us but it's late you know yeah. what i mean like I, I don't that's just not a good image it's not a good business practice do you know why so this would be good do you know why banks want your deposits and why that's such a powerful thing for them i believe it's because they earn interest on their cash that's in in hand it's because they can go to the feds or whatever, you know, and get 10 X what they have in deposits. Have. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if you've got, you know, a hundred thousand dollars, they can use that as quote collateral or the ability to, to lend a million. Yep. So, yeah. um, that's strong, you know? So yep. the more I can't tell you, like we put our deposits for Crestcore in a certain bank and it's hundreds of thousands of dollars because we manage, you know, 3,000 tenants. So yeah. it's non-interest bearing for us. We don't make a dime because it's not our money. It's the tenant's money. We have to put yep. it to the side. But I can't tell you how much that bank is like, wow. This is great. Yeah, this is great. Thank you so much. Because they can earn interest. They, they, are, can, they are earning a ton of money off of And they can loan off of it. That's right. That deposit. So if you're listening, move towards getting with that local bank, getting your banking relationships going, even if it costs you a little bit or there's a little bit of a convenience factor you know, I'm happy to get on the phone and um, explain how that explain goes. how that goes because you gotta you gotta work with that. So quickly before we go into the next thing, yeah. let them know how you plan to gain knowledge, books, mentors, podcasts, classes. Those are that, that's another key thing. That not not to breeze by quickly, yeah. but let them know how you're educating yourself. What are you doing to learn more? Uh, that this is not just you know, Dan. This is all just really in a. If you looked at it from thirty thousand, but really what you're doing is just being well educated and mm-hmm. having a plan, yeah. you know, and, and it's not, I don't think any of this is just, uh, you know, something that's a huge secret, right? No, you know, I don't, I don't, basics. This, this is, is common basic sense. stuff that you might not think about, that's right. but once you hear it, you're like, Oh yeah, that, that does make sense. I, yeah. I want to let the guy that's loaning me money know all these things. And I think it's a ton of, uh, about relationships, you know, I think that's, yeah. uh, you know, the bankers become your friends. I mean, I went to, to guarantee bank yesterday and made a deposit on my line of credit and, yeah. you know, walked by the banker and he had somebody in his office and I just kind of waved. He's like, you know, he's waving me in. I'm like, yeah, 
I'm, you know, I'm you sure trying to get, like, get out the door. <laughs> I wasn't really, but he's like, really, you're going to walk by without even talking to me? And I'm like, man, I saw you in the office. I wasn't going to, you know, yeah. and I, 30 minutes later, he wants to know everything. I'm, what am I doing? How am I going? Hey, on this stuff you're doing for your lending business, we got this issue and I'm working through that, you know, like, yes, it's just this, it's this relationship that just keeps growing and building. So. And it's a perfect segue into the next point, which is stay in touch with your banker once a month. Oh, absolutely. If you're it, not talking to your banker once a month, I don't, and I do, if you're not talking to your banker once a month, I don't, I mean, I don't have a checklist that I'm going once a month, but I yeah. mean, I'm talking all the time because I'm buying houses. So, I mean, yeah, keeping I, in contact is the, is a big thing. Yeah. You want, you want to be top of mind, but without being annoying. Yeah. 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 So once a month is a good, I think for both of us to talk through, like I think that's just a, the right amount. I think that's four weeks. Yeah. You have a lot of weekends through there that they've, you know, they've done a ton of deals. They're busy, busy. I mean, especially right now, banks are, really busy. super busy they had the ppp which was the sba stuff which yep. they all had to learn plus commercials on fire you know for you know commercial buildings multifamily, rental houses you name it everything's just everybody wants to borrow this cheap money yeah cheap money it is cheap i mean i don't cheap, cheap. i don't think it's gonna last too much longer but it, that's another show that's as well right. yeah that's right um at, you know, you mentioned this, ask how you can help the banker uh, what kind of referrals do they yep. need deposits um other investors, other investors, multifamily, uh, yeah. commercial, uh, accounts receivable accounts, yeah. uh, mortgages, you know, and so, and that we didn't, we kind of skipped over that, but I mean, one idea would be, and see, this is where it, people are like, well, that's more expensive. Yes. But what about putting your mortgage with that local bank? Now they're going to sell that mortgage off, but you, they made fee income off of you, yeah. but then you turn around and say, Mr. Banker, can I put a line of credit on that loan I just did with you? Yes. So because they know exactly what's going on. So if you had a house that was worth two hundred, yep. and you owe a hundred, yep. For example, then that's it's they can give eighty percent of the difference. So hundred thousand yep. dollars equity, they can give you eighty thousand dollars line. Yep. You get a lot of damage done for an eighty thousand dollars line, and that's how I started. Was eighty four thousand dollars line. I was just about to say that. How many times did you roll that HELOC over when you first started? <sighs> 50 dozens and dozens and do yeah 50 plus yeah really same bank same, uh same bank on that yes yeah same bank first i think it was first bank um years ago and then but you know my strategy was i had five different banks and they all gave me say two hundred fifty thousand dollars officer's guidance line and so for our audience to know what that means it just means You've submitted all your paperwork. They've gone to committee. Yep. And they said, Dean, you're approved to spend $250,000. It's whether it's one house or five houses. Yeah. We got you for $250,000 worth of rentals. Yeah. Now go to it. And so you close one with your line, bring it to them. Say it's $50,000. You go refinance it, get your 50 back, put it back in your line. Now you got a long-term mortgage for 50. Yeah. And uh, now you only got 200,000 on your offers guidance line. So, yeah. And they review that once a year. Try to get it bumped up if your financials look good, you know. Which is what I've done. That's how I buy. Not through HELOC, but through just through a line of credit from the uh, bank. Yeah. Yeah. And I've they go in every year and they analyze it and they look at it and they'll raise it or they won't or or, or whatever. But yeah, no, that's a yeah. that's a powerful way to buy. What are some things, Dan, when we're talking about local banks and what you should do before your first investment deal? What, some things to understand. What what are you know, when you think of hey, you need to be educated and you need to understand this, what are some of those things? Just that the bank that your banker or your commercial lender has to be your advocate. Yeah. They have to be the one that just believes in you, mm -hmm. understands your business, um, and just goes, makes it happen for you. 
Yeah. Because um, like I said earlier, and I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah. but like I said earlier, they're going to loan committee to fight for you to get that loan. And I'll, I'll give you another example. Like, so um, rent roll. Yep. So, uh, and I don't mind, Triumph Bank years ago pushed us hard on a rent roll. I came up with a sheet. And they loved it so much that they still use it. They, they, they send it out, a blank one, to all their clients now okay. and use it. <laughs> so think how how you're looked at at that bank. Mm-hmm. You helped, you did what they asked. Yes. And now, you know, I feel sorry for the people behind me, but, um, <laughs> but here's another one. I'll give you a quick example, you know, and, and <laughs> this, so the, the, the banks got, conf- they get confusing with me of just the different things I get involved with. And yeah. so I just created, you know, just all the LLCs, the percent ownerships, because they get your tax returns. Like, man, I don't know what, I don't understand this. Like it's going everywhere. It's going everywhere. So yeah, the banks love this. So part of my, now I have rent roll and I've added this and they're like, man, that helps so much to understand. And that just shows whatever businesses you're involved with, that's right. percentage that you're percentage involved with of them what, and what's right. going on. Who runs it? What do they do? What's the revenue? Yeah. You know, all that stuff. So it helped tremendously because they get these tax returns and it's like all these K1s and different stuff. And it's like, <laughs> it looks like spaghetti noodles. You oh, know? It, because it is. It, it is. So <laughs> very confusing. So this helps. And I got another, uh, so another banker yesterday, I'll give you a quick example to my yeah. advocate, um, trying to get some money for Corland. And she said, you know, get your accountant to once a month, take every one of your LLCs and your businesses and consolidate up to one global number. Mm-hmm. So for you, it'd be your rentals, you know, and your real, your, estate, your commission. real estate commissions and all that stuff. And like, yeah. what's your total for that month and year to date and just keep that rolling. So at any moment you can provide what this year looks like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's great. With income from everything. With income. So then you see, they want to, they always talk about global cash flow. Hmm. And so when you first start out, global is just your W2. That's right. So then global becomes W2 plus two rentals or W2 plus 20 rentals or 30 rentals, whatever that is. Or global is 20 rentals plus a Something side else business. You, side business you might have gotten into. So yeah. sum that up and get your accountant to do it for you if you can. I'm going to talk to mine. You got to be careful of that because they can, you know, nickel and dime you to death. That's a, that's to a, death. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole other topic. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but if you can present that to a bank where they've signed off, an accountant has signed off and saying, this is a true global cash flow. Of where I'm now, at with everything. Again, don't be worrying about this on day one. Just in the future as you're building get your rent roll set up and I'm yeah. happy to send my rent. I mean, it's a super simple spreadsheet. It's not, sure. There's nothing <laughs> glamorous about it, but no. um, happy to send that and just say that this is where you start. And then, um, you know, these are things to build into for the future. But anyway, um, I'm trying to think. You we know, said move your deposits. Yeah. Move deposits. I mean, on that second page, we just talk about things to understand, you know, like, that you're the, the bankers the advocate they have to sell for you the sell you to the bank yep and then you know one of my favorite books i don't put as a reference was speed of trust yep. um and it was by stephen covey and the thing was it's not like you know dean's trustworthy believe in him but man does he do what he says he's going to do yeah and is he ahead of the is he reactive or proactive yeah just switching yourself from being a proactive person from a reactive yep you know like we were joking about this the other day. Like if a banker emails me, you know, as soon as we finish the show, I'm like, Hey Dean, give me a second. Let me answer this. You know? Yeah. Cause he come as a priority. It's a priority for me. It's a priority. You know, it's a value. My relationship with those banks is a value. So 
I, I jump through hoops to do anything I can to make sure that they have what they need in timely, you know, timely fashion. Um, and then, you know, you know, I think one thing that that's missed too is like ask them for feedback of how you're doing yeah. in your reporting, in your tax return, in yeah. your financial statement. Like let them look at your financial statement. They'll tell me now like, man, that you should put that, recategorize that and make this a liability and change the asset to this. So it looks cleaner and yep. stuff that I don't think about. But when he's presenting to the, to his committee, he has to do that. He's, he's been able to really articulate. This is what's going on. You have to present yourself. Um, I, I guess I should say like, if you're not doing some of these things now, even not with banking, you got to present yourself this way to anybody. I mean, you got to remember if you're going to continue to build this business, they're going to end up loaning you millions. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm just now beginning to get into that. I, I know you've experienced that for years, but I'm just now getting into that where I owe well over a million dollars, right? Well, you're over. welcome to the dark side. Yeah, I know. And I, and I, and I tell you, <laughs> when, you used to when, tell me, you used to tell me, you're like, man, just wait till you look up and you owe some my five milli. And I'm like, that's an eerie, eerie feeling like that. That is a weird feeling. I'm not there yet, but I mean, it, it, what I do owe right now, I still look at that and I'm like, holy crap, that's a lot of cash. It's a lot of money, yeah. but I also have something to show for it. And also, I mean, like there's, there's some yin and yang. It's not like, Hey, I, you know, I don't have nothing to show for this debt, but, but right. you do have to understand that the bank is coming in and loaning you millions, millions right? This is not, Hey, we're going to loan you. I mean, you might find the investor that only wants a couple of houses, but yeah, most of the people that are listening to this and continue to listen to this are not two house owners. They right. want to scale their business and they want to retire. And this is a long-term play. So for those folks, you got to understand they're going to have millions into you. Think about what it would take for you as an individual to have $3 million with somebody. How comfortable would you be loaning me three mil? You'd have to dissect every single thing I was doing. I would have... <laughs> Trying to think some very uh, colorful, non, non colorful words to yeah, say. I'm like, probably I'd not. own everything that, yeah. you know, I have, have rights your to name everything. On my swimming pool, <laughs> That's at home, right. bro. My, you know, we'll floaties. Swim pool out of yeah. <laughs> that basketball goal that, in your uh, pool, that Weber I own grill. 25% yeah. of that. Yeah. I want that grill. <laughs> things go, I want it. Yeah. That's right. But I mean, yeah. that's what, I mean, we're joking, but that's like, that's dead serious. That's serious. Like, Dude, those banks yeah. are coming up with three and four and five and six million dollars to loan you to build your portfolio. Yeah. These things that we're telling you are massively important. Right. This is not just how we do it. Right. This is how successful investors handle their personal business. This mm -hmm. is how they present it and show it. You're literally up on stage and you're doing a little dance for the guys down in the front row. And what do you think of me? Do I make the team or do I right. not? So, I mean, it's, it, it's these, these things are extremely important. We, we are joking about yeah. some of them, but the truth of the matter is it's several million dollars that you've got out. I mean, I'm entering into that club now and I'm, um, the guy that's helping me with this is, is telling me a lot of this stuff. He's mm -hmm. like, Hey, let's do this. Yep. Adjust this over here and show me something a little bit different here mm. because he's having to do the same thing. He's going to loan committee and saying, Hey, Dean's looking to, to refinance right. this line of credit again. Yep. We got to add another X amount of dollars to his debt. And he, then he wants to clear and do it again. Or yep. we, you know what I mean? You just got to continue to present yourself um, in, in the best way. All yeah, right, before we, we go, yeah, we let's get a couple of these stories, stories in. Yeah. yeah. Give me, cause, cause I know you got them. Give me your, let's see, there's several here. Give me your top two banking stories here. Oh man. Um, <laughs> The apartment, I would say, 
Yeah, I wanted you to do that one. You did. Okay. Yeah. So, and this is something I've never told you. So I had a banker. I wanted to buy this apartment actually in Berkeley, and the banker took his time. It was a three hundred thousand dollar apartment. He drove it. He's like, man, Dan, I just don't feel good about this one. And he told me why. You know, it's one story. It was you know big loop. It was uh, you know some of it run down, big trees that were you know in the driveway, mm-hmm. and I didn't do it. So I said, thanks so much. Okay, I, I trust your you know, opinion. Fast forward about four or five years later, we end up getting that apartment from a, you know another client. Yeah, we actually bought it to man. Oh, to buy it. Okay. To buy, well, we managed it and then we bought it. Decided to try to buy it, and never was a good apartment. Never. Mm-mm. Why? Just location you know needed you know we needed some more work so we ended up selling to somebody that would value add it but like it's just funny he was right he was right is my point so yeah that's number one and then i'll never forget this was the sun trust bank president i used to have a little bit with sun trust believe it or not because mm. uh, they went through a little period they wanted commercial stuff yeah and he got hung up on my financials this is 15 plus years ago and he told me that you know, you're expensing everything. I've always done that. I don't capitalize anything. He's like, if you want your financials to look better, capitalize your HVACs and your roofs and all that stuff. And that depreciates it over a longer period of time. So on your financials, it won't show as big a ding on your, you know, yeah. profitability. Right. And I'm like, but the cash flow is the same. That's what I kept. It doesn't <clears throat> change. It doesn't change. Right. But it just changes how the bank views it. Views it. So I never did it. But it was able to articulate to banks that I have this option, and then we could, we actually would sometimes carve out like, "Hey, man, I spent two hundred thousand dollars this year on capital improvements mm-hmm. that needs to be could be added back." And they would actually add that back if I could prove that these were the list of items. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that was a good advice to either take it or be able to articulate it and, and earmark it and say these are cap items that I could have depreciated this is why when we first started the this podcast about you know going to the bigger banks and they just click enter and there it is this is a little this is why you go to the local banks because you can explain that hey this is why i'm doing this you see that's the same money's coming in i can change up and move this around if you need me to but it's the same thing no large bank is going to do that. They're not going to have that conversation with you and they're not going to be willing to work with you. That's the difference between a computer looking at your stuff and an individual. And one more I'll tell yeah. you real quick. You said two, but I got three. That's good. That's I've known. <laughs> the CRA credit, so Community Reinvestment Act. So that's a huge hot topic for most local banks. They've got to loan in certain areas of town that the regulators really push them. It's a, it's a, it's a law. Yeah. And so we helped a bank with some of our houses or in you know lower income areas Yep. We took a group of them and refinanced it with them. They were able to get re, uh, Community Reinvestment Act. Great consolidated loans, all yep. that stuff. But on the backside of that, he created a non-recourse line that helped us start Coraline, our yeah, lending see. business. Mm-hmm. So if it weren't for that, see what I'm saying? Like, you scratch my back, I scratch your back. So, And what he did with a non-recourse loan or line of credit was not you know, not precedent. It was not a normal thing. Right. He went to bat, got it done because, hey, look what they did. They saved our tail because otherwise we would have spent, that, you know, yeah. hundreds of hours finding these loans that may or may not have worked out, whereas they knew us, they knew we'd pay, 
All that which is a stuff. perfect example of asking them questions of how you can help them and what you That's can right. do in developing that relationship. That's right. So. All right, man. Appreciate you, Dan. Yeah. Guys, thanks for listening today. Um, uh, this is always a great topic. It's something you should definitely think about, listen to. You might want to listen to this more than once. Uh, take some notes through it and, and go see your banks. If you have yep. any questions, shoot me an email, dean at crustcore.com, dan at crustcore.com, and then our brokerage website is www.crustcorerealty.com. Thanks, guys. We will not be here next week. We'll see you yep. in two weeks. Thanks.